0: Zero called XLADV and welcome to the podcast. Uh, today we're going to be talking about group rides and tours. So stay tuned. This episode of the XLADV podcast is brought to you by Dunlop motorcycle tires, Rig Gear motorcycle luggage, and Uwasa batteries. So we already talked about uh, uh, trail etiquette and a couple of other things. Um, But I want to talk about some of the key things that kind of trip us up on our group rides and maybe some tours and see if we can just learn from those. Um, And I'll just say again, you know, I'm not a professional rider. I'm not a professional tour guide. I have read, I have read, I've ridden a lot and um, I've led a lot of group rides and I've done a lot of tours and I've helped with uh, professional tours as well. So hopefully... I can give you some insight from my experience. Um, Yeah, so I think, you know, the first thing I think of about group rides is kind of the size. Um, Group rides tend to work best when they're small, they're a lot more manageable. And I think once you get over about eight to 10 riders, it it can get a little, it can get a lot more challenging. Um, Now, I think one of the best group rides I ever did was with, three other friends uh, in Baja. And it just it just clicked, it worked really well. And obviously with less riders, you have less of a chance for things to go wrong and, and mess everyone else up. So the more riders you have, you know, conversely, more chances you have for a lot of drama. <laughs> I've seen it uh, firsthand. Another disclaimer being, um, you know, I don't want to malign anyone here. I'll tell you some stories of things going wrong and, you know, I don't want to point the finger of blame. Um, I've certainly been guilty of my own uh, faults in group rides and, and tours, um, but it's just designed to kind of illustrate how things can go wrong and, and therefore, you know, gleaning lessons on, you know, how we can improve next time. Uh, pace is really important too. Um, you're going to have different uh, levels of skill, different types of bikes, and uh you know, you'll have your faster and slower riders. Um, and it's important to keep in mind your group pace, you know, you don't want to get separated. So you need to make sure what they, what they call, you know, don't let the head get too far away from the tail. Um, so you're going to probably need to suspend your desire to, to keep riding and keep making time. And you have to look in your rear mirror and see if the guy, see if you can see the guy behind you. Um, and likewise, each rider needs to do the same. It's a good idea to stop, you know, every forty to sixty minutes, just so everyone can regroup, take off their helmet, cool off, uh, get a drink of water, hydrate, and uh, maybe a snack. Uh, rider choice is another thing that's super important. And I used to do a Christmas ride between like the 26th and 31st of December in Baja. And at first, I'd say, look, you know, I if you haven't ridden in Baja before. Um, you know, I'm not going to let you come um, because, you know, in Baja, it's a little different. You know, you can't just dial 911 if there's a problem. You know, it helps to speak Spanish. It also, you know, it's a little higher level of demand in terms of riding ability, but also, you know, kind of being able to deal with um, some of the typical uh, problems that arise during during a group ride, ride, you know, as simple as, you know, a flat tire. Or even running out of gas. I mean, those are just two small examples there. You know, you may want to invite that buddy uh, down the street who just bought an adventure bike, you know, three months ago. But, you know, you might want to think twice if, you know, they're going to be really, truly up for a group ride. Because you got to be considerate of other riders. And this is something I've seen, you know, particularly with a, with a professional tour. You know, you pay all this money. To go on a tour and you got to understand that you know the tour operators um goals and aims are different from yours Uh, their goal is to make money and oftentimes unfortunately they are willing to accept people that don't really have the skills necessary and that can really mess up a ride and i've got i've got a couple examples of that okay we had a rally in death valley and um we we don't do the rally anymore Uh, it was the first weekend in november and, uh, Bonnier's ADV rally, um, moved their rally from September to November, like the week before mine. And uh, I didn't know that one year. And uh, we had like 14 people show up, I'm like, where did we want to go? And I'm like, well, um, they're going to be going to the ADV rally next weekend. So I'm like, ah, darn. Anyways. Um, so I had another friend, um, she is from uh, Bakersfield and I said, Hey, are you going to be coming to death Valley? She said, No. Now there's this guy coming, and he's kind of a weirdo. He, like, asked me out, and he's super weird. He's like, has delusions of grandeur. And uh, I'm like, oh, <laughs> sorry to hear that. She goes, yeah, that's fine. Um, but, yeah, I just don't want to go because he'll be there. I'm like, okay. So, uh, you know, in the morning we set out, and I said, hey, you know, let's show see a, uh, a show of hands for, you know, who wants to ride easy, moderate, and hard. Um, you know, I was leading a, a ride that was small bike and it was more on the difficult side it lots of sand and rocks. And, um, you know, that was that it was self self-chosen. You know, you pick whatever group uh, that fits your style of riding. So he picked another group. But as we we're getting ready, he came over. He said, hey, you know, they, those guys left without me and I don't have anyone to ride with. I'm like, well, you can't ride with us uh, because, you know, it's, it's advanced. It's sand and rocks and you're not going to have any fun and it's going to slow everyone down. And he said, Oh no, 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 you know, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. You know, it's fine. And then he kind of was pressuring me. He's like, you know, it's not my fault. You know, they left with me and now I don't have anyone to go with. So I should have like, you know, this is an opportunity as a, as a ride leader to push back hard. I mean, don't let, don't let people kind of push their way into your ride. Um, you know, it's happened a couple of times, um, but I've, I've learned, <laughs> So he went with us, and uh, we, we went first through uh, a moderate section. It wasn't that hard. And he just struggled and struggled and struggled. He even dropped his bike a couple times, and we had like a sweep rider who helped him up. And, and my sweep rider said, That guy's a jerk. You know, I helped him up. He never even said thanks. And then we finally got through that intermediate section late because he kept falling and struggling. And uh, we got to the highway and I said, Hey man, I said, "Uh, how are you doing? He goes, Oh, I'm doing great. You know, I'm doing great. I was like, no, you're not, man. I said, you know, I think this ride's too much for you. And I think you should take the highway here, go down the road, just like, you know, five miles and you'll see a town there and a bunch of people eating lunch there and you can hook up and ride with them. Oh no, 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 I'm fine. You know, I'm fine. You know, I'll be fine. I can keep going. So I'm just looking at, like, other people in the group. They're just, like, shaking their head. And I'm like, I don't know, man. I, I think you sh- should go. And then he started to get angry again. And so I'm like, okay, fine. But, you know, we, you're not going to slow us down. If, if you fall behind, you're going to have to, you know, you're going to have to pick up the pace or you're going to have to turn around. He goes, no, 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 I'm fine with that. F- okay, okay. So we get down the highway a little bit, take a left, go up. It's a super easy dirt road. And we're waiting, like, at the end of this super easy dirt road. We're still waiting for him for like 5, 10 minutes. And then he finally comes up. I'm like, you got to turn around now, man. Because uh, this next part is the really hard part. It's, we're going to go up a sand wash. No, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm just, dude, I'm just like, dude, you know, whatever. So we all get up the sandwash and sure enough, he's nowhere to be found. So we finally have the last rider come. He's like, man, he, he, he's, he's gassed out, meaning he's tired. He's exhausted. And he's sitting on the side of the wash, um and uh he can't go any further. So we had um we had Jeremy Le from Alt Rider, super nice guy. He says, tell you what, he goes i I'll, I'll go back and get him, but um why don't we do this? Um uh, who is it? Uh Rich Rich, can I borrow your Husqvarna like three fifty or maybe it was a KTM three fifty, I don't remember. And he goes, what I'll do is I'll ride that back because that's easier to ride in sand. And then we'll switch bikes and I'll ride his bike um, back through the sand. So we did that. And it just—it was just a nightmare. So after that, I told the group, I said, look, <laughs> I kind of delegated another ride leader. And I said, you guys go ahead um, and I'll make sure he gets back. And uh, we got back really late. And uh, the group was, was mad. Um, not so much at that guy. They were mad at me are not too mad they're disappointed and you know rightfully so i even had another friend who i talked to about it later he says well it wasn't his fault it was your fault you know you're the ride leader you should have told him no and i'm like ouch it's pretty harsh but it's true um and then unfortunately this guy goes on adv rider and totally trashes our group saying you know you know we were riding balls out and dakar style and wouldn't wait up for him and left him here and there and it was all lies Then I'm like, I remember what uh, this girl I know from Bakersfield told me about this guy. So beware who you allow on a ride. So I'd I'd said that uh, Banya Rally was moved to the week before. It was actually the week after. Um, But anyways, um, so on another ride, uh, I I was riding sweep um, for the group. And uh, we had a rider a little bit older. And uh, he was on, you know, a bigger bike that was kind of overloaded. And his skill just wasn't that good. And we got to, like, one of the easiest dirt sections that we could possibly find. And it was quite a few miles. It was probably 35, 40 miles. And, uh, you know, normally it would have taken us, like, uh, an hour and a half to do. And it took us about four hours. Um, this guy kept falling and falling and falling. And, you know, when when you fall, I mean, we all fall. But you fall, you know, two, three times. And you're, like, gassed out. You just can't you know, you don't have the strength and, you know, all your strength is gone and your confidence and, um, you know, it kind of makes it worse. It makes you more susceptible to fall. So he kept falling and falling. And, you know, I talked to him, I tried to help him. Um, I'm like, Hey, you know, uh, you know, do you think you were going fast enough through that last little patch of sand? Meaning he wasn't, but he said, Oh yeah. I mean, I was going super fast. I said, well, well actually I, I thought my point was that you weren't going fast enough. And, uh, I said, you know, if you go just a little bit quicker, if you try to accelerate, maybe if you enter, you know, this little patch of sand at like maybe 15 miles an hour and then plan on exiting, well, maybe 25 miles an hour, that'll keep your front end light. And it'll keep you accelerating through, keep you straighter. Um, and so, so, you know, he did his best to, uh, uh, you know, adopt those tips, um, but it really didn't help. And then he started falling on easy stuff and then he started low siding in corners where it's like, Well, come on, man. I didn't expect you to do that. So, you know, at the end of it, um, you know, I talked to the leader and I'm like, you know, I I'm not sure why you invited this guy. Like, do you know about his experience? He goes, yeah, yeah, we've written together a couple of times. And I'm like, well, I don't know. Does he have like health issues? Because he was super, he was really st- struggling quite a bit. And um, I'm just concerned because like day, I don't know, three or four, you know, we had some really gnarly stuff to do that I've done before. And I said, by all means, do not, do not allow him to go on the dirt route. We need to have him take, you know, a pavement uh, route around. And then um, the next day, unfortunately, I had um, problems with my bike and I wasn't able to continue and I felt horrible. Um, But I said, I told him again, the ride leader, I said, don't let that guy go on that difficult party. he goes no 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 don't don't worry about it and you know a lot of the other riders were, were upset because they're like hey we paid for this tour yeah, it was a tour it was a paid tour it wasn't like it just a buddy group ride and uh they're like you know i didn't pay this much money to wait around all day in the hot sun and um so anyways i i went my way i dealt with my bike and got back home eventually um and the group went on and sure enough um The ride leader was talked into letting him ride the dirt route and uh, the guy fell, he broke his femur and then um, they had to uh, get him medevaced out Um, and that that sucked a whole lot of time and it really put them behind schedule and and given where they needed to go. And there's a couple other problems that I won't mention, but I mean that's why it's really important. You know, rider selection, you got to be careful who you let go on your ride And, and I've been guilty of that myself. Another time in Baja, I had a couple and uh and she ended up you know dragging down the group and then on the very first day i I crushed my Achilles and had to turn around and go and uh trust me i I heard from the group like hey don't don't invite people like that to Baja so it sounds harsh um but uh if you want to avoid problems, the best thing to do is make sure You know, you have riders that are good and capable. And then, you know, if you're gonna invite your your friend down the street who's been riding for three months, you know, take them on a shorter ride. Um, You know, that's not as difficult. Let them learn like baby steps. So I got like two more stories here. Um, (laughs) So the next year at that Death Valley uh, event that I do, um, I had a similar situation. I had a guy come up, you know, last minute. Hey, can I join your group this morning? And I said, you know what? I said, buddy, I said, I'm really sorry. I said, uh, I, I got burned last year. I let this guy come, and it was a flipping disaster. And uh, I said, I, we haven't ridden before together, and I don't know your level, and I don't want the group to get pissed off at me. He's like, oh, Eric, 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 He says, say no more. He goes, I totally get it. He goes, don't worry about it. He goes, I'll be fine. And he was, like, super cool about it. And then, um, then I find <laughs> out <laughs> who the guy is. I didn't realize who he was. I mean, I should have known he was on a 990. I mean, obviously the guy knows what he's doing if you're riding a 990, right? (laughs) And uh, it turns out this is Cameron Coatney. And Cameron Coatney is like uh, a legend and and dirt celebrity. He was former editor of Dirt Rider Magazine. (laughs) Then I felt really stupid. But I mean, he reassured me. He's like, Eric, no, you did the right thing. Uh, Don't don't worry about it. Um, So that (laughs) was interesting. Okay, so one last story here. Um, You know, there was... um, There's a a gal I know from from the GS world, and she did the Women's GS Trophy in South Africa. I can't remember her name, which I feel bad about. But she was running professional tours in South Africa, and she had a couple uh, join her. And again, I can't remember their names either. Uh, They're kind of a famous, um, you know, adventure-riding couple that have done a lot of countries. And they went on the tour and well this was like a post on facebook that the couple had writ- written saying what a horrible experience they had and, and what a bad tour operator she was um, she said you know they got up on um, in, in lesotho somewhere up in the the highlands i can't remember the name of that mountain range um, and then she started to have health problems the the, the woman who's part of the riding couple and you know she complained about how serious it was and how you know, difficult it was to re- get medical attention and, and this and that and how horrible and, you know, tour companies should not, you know, have such inexperienced people that don't understand first aid and medical emergencies, and blah, 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 blah. Well, <laughs> this, this, this woman I know, I mean, she felt horrible. And, um, you know, but what was interesting about it is this, this thread completely uh, backfired at this couple. Because uh, people were saying, well, the story we heard is that um, you have some serious health problems that you didn't disclose uh, to the tour operator ahead of time. And you need to do that. And another thing is um, your doctor would have never, ever let you take this kind type of off-road trip, given your condition. So it's basically your fault and basically we also discovered that you know the tour operator did go to extreme lengths to get you know an ambulance and then accompanied her to the hospital and then um had to get her to another hospital i think at a lower altitude um and they got it taken care of and thank god she was fine um but it's it's interesting you know rider selection is really important uh for group rides Uh, one last thing i want to talk about is uh dealer rides um in general i don't do them um i've seen i've been on quite a few of them and what i find is it's usually people who just bought their motorcycle and there tends to be a lot of unsafe riding just because out of inexperience and uh, i just found that they're they're not really that fun and uh you know you can do them if you want (laughs) but i try uh, to stay away from uh, dealer rides. you enjoyed this episode of the XLADV podcast. It was fun talking about group rides. Uh, I've got a lot more to talk about in that regard, um, specifically on GPS, um, how important GPS is and how, uh, some of the, my experience has shown, you know, the problems, serious problems you can have from the lack of GPS or the misuse of GPS, others misuse, my own misuse, my mistakes, um, So that should be fun. So again, uh, thanks for listening and I hope you can make our next podcast. Go out there, stay safe on your moto and have fun.